This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey, presented by 4th Street Bar here in Hattiesburg. We are here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We are brought to you by 4th Street Bar. They've got specials every Monday night for Monday Night Football. Chili Dogs, beer specials on Bud Light, Dos Equis, Michelob Ultra. You can play football bingo for prices and $20 for 128-ounce beer towers. Beer and food specials on Thursday night for Thursday night football as well. Don't forget their plate lunches and their sandwich of the week. The 4th Street Home. The 4th Street Bar is your home for all Southern Miss sports. If it's televised anywhere, they will find it and have it on. Not to mention the best Southern Miss memorabilia collection that you'll find. Visit our friends at 4th Street Bar on 4th Street, just off Highway 49 in Hattiesburg. Joining me now, Southern Miss Blackouts tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, partner. It's been a... uh... Well, it's been a long week of like kind of figuring out that everybody's heater works and uh, trick or treating and festival going. So, um, kind of glad that we had an off week, and um, and hopefully these guys are are rested up and ready for the Blazers this weekend. Even with the bye week, we got a lot to talk about. Let's get it kicked off talking about the World Series. The Washington Nationals take it all the way to Game Seven, winning the World Series. Brian Dozier plays for the Washington Nationals. He becomes the first Golden Eagle to win a World Series ring. How cool was that, right? And and do I have this right that I don't think a home team won a single game? Is that no. right? No, the road team won every <laughs> single. So they're the so, first so, ones so, to win and win all four road games. Wow! And so all the hubbub a few years back about uh the um you know who gets to like, like the winner of what is it, the winner of the uh, of the All Star game. Uh, it gets the home field advantage in the World Series, and that being a big deal. So I guess not a very big deal, huh? I guess not. Well, not not this year at least. And speaking of Dozier, man, can, can I just I, – I, 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 I want to be that guy so bad. <laughs> and I think I'm going to try to be that guy this weekend. This weekend, if anybody sees us at the tailgate tent, even though it's 2.30 game, and I got something to do right after that game uh, where I need to not be in that situation, uh, I'm going to try to do my best Brian Dozier the entire day. <laughs> He had an absolute blast. If you, oh my gosh! If you recall when they won the pennant, do they still call it the pennant? I believe so. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they had a film of a video of him singing uh, Latin sensation hit Calma, and that went viral. And <laughs> so, you know, every time you see Dozier when there's not a baseball being thrown, he's taking his shirt off, and he went absolutely bananas in the celebration yesterday in the parade. Um, you, you know, there were videos of him catching a beer while on top of the bus, breaking it open a la Stone Cold Steve Austin, pouring it down. 
he got a little tipsy yesterday, but he had he had a blast. And man, that's a once in a lifetime thing. And most most baseball players, I mean, that's the first Golden Eagle to ever raise that trophy. Crazy, isn't it? And you know, he still lives around here too. So so right after the right after the World Series win. Um, I ran into our good friend uh, Cable Wedgworth, and uh, he said, "You know, Dozier was over at the uh, over at Lake Serene today having breakfast. <laughs> you know, the day after. Oh wow! And then, like, and then like a couple of days after that, he's at the par- he's at the uh, the parade in D.C. And yeah, I said I was going to be like Dozier Saturday. My shirt's definitely not going to come off, but I'm going to try to do the rest of it to the best of my ability. <laughs> so, and I'm sure we'll see him in and around the Pete. Mm-hmm. It's coming off. See, and he's he's I believe he only had a one year contract with the Nationals, so he could." Right have a new home as well. And, you know, even though he didn't really participate uh, on the field, as far as in the, uh, in the world series, they got a few at bats, but, you know, make no mistake about it. The, the leadership quality that he, that he has, like as far as keeping that team loose, keeping them, keeping them in the game, having that, that veteran presence on the bench, um, you know, goes, goes a very long way. And, you know, it's, it's, it's no coincidence that you get rid of a guy like Bryce Harper and get a guy like Brian Dozier, and uh, and you know you see, the, the proof is in the pudding there. So <laughs> I know it, but probably doesn't exactly correlate. I'm not a huge Harper fan. I am a huge Dozier fan, and you know it is what it is. They didn't win it, and then they did win it. So and, and I don't think you know I don't think Dozier matched up well with their pitching staff. I mean mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. It was just like the matchup given. He 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 played some, but he didn't play as much as he might have. Had it been a different team, make it all the way to the, sure. the World Series. Oh, yeah. But it takes a special kind of player, especially a superstar player like Dozier. I mean, he hit 42 jacks a few years ago. I think he hit 20 this year. Um, he's a veteran. They signed him to a one-year deal. I mean, a huge deal at nine mil. But it takes a special kind of guy to, to be cool with that, right? To be cool with saying, hey, I got it. I'm going to do as much as I can on the bench. And even though I'm not in the game, I'm still going to participate. So, And the players love him. You can tell they rally around him. Everybody loves that guy, so couldn't be more proud of Dozier. So we did have a bye week this week, as as we mentioned, and it was a it was kind of a weird weekend because uh, the, I would venture to say that a majority of Southern Miss fans are also New Orleans Saints fans, and the both bye weeks just happened to fall right. on the same exact weekend. It was very strange. Usually you have one or the other. If, if, you know, one's on a buy, you have the other, but this week you had both of them. So it, everybody was just kind of lost. It worked out great for me. We started off the week, you know, with all the trick or treating stuff and, um, and, and that, that, that went on the entire week until you get to Thursday and it's actual trick or treating. Um, and then we, we followed that up with the festival downtown this weekend. Um, the Christmas thing that they had downtown, which was awesome. Hattiesburg is such a cool place. And then today, us and the Royals went up to Collins for that pumpkin patch thing. That's been the last four and a half hours. Didn't know that was going to take that long, but it's it's really cool too. So I'm super happy that I got a week off and that our players got a week off too. But even more so, uh, me. I needed it bad because you know last week we went to Rice. The week before that we went to Ruston. Um, so <laughs> I've been I've been blowing and going here lately, and I'm not getting any younger. So I needed it. I got it. I'll be ready this weekend. So this weekend, Southern Miss five and three on the season, hosting the Blazers of UAB six and two on the season. That's this Saturday, November the ninth at two thirty p.m. on the NFL Network. All time, Southern Miss leads the series ten to seven. Although UAB currently has a three-game winning streak going on right now, the line it opened as Southern Miss being an eight and a half point favorite, down to seven as of right now. You know how these things teeter totter. 
as the week goes along. But the Golden Eagles are a solid touchdown favorite over the Blazers. It is Military Appreciation Day. It is suggested that you wear camo. Um, unlike the gold outs and the blackouts, I don't fully expect this to be something that just sweeps the masses. But if you are so inclined, you can wear your camo. And if you'd like, if they have any left, you can head over to the campus bookmark, which I know Jason did, mm-hmm. get, get you a camo hat. And they also have a military appreciation shirt. The, uh, and, and both those are cool. I think I, Either put it on Facebook or tweeted out a picture of the hat. Never thought I'd see myself in some camo, but this thing is sharp, man. Uh, it fits me real good too. It's cool. I think it was like 25 bucks, but a certain percentage of that goes to these military guys that their little stories kind of on the side of the, the tag there. I threw it away, but, um, so part of it goes to a good cause too. I'm probably going to go pick me up a shirt. The shirt is not camo. The shirt is black, I think. It looks like a, a dark, either like a black or like a dark gray. Yeah, I think it's black and it's got, I can't remember like what's on the front of it, but it's got the, but, it's got the logo that's on the side of the helmets. The, um, Southern Miss Eagle logo that's kind of oh, the yeah. American flag. It's got right, that right, on right, the front right, of right, it. Right, 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 right. And those things are cool too. I think we have one of the more, one of the better, I guess, what'd you call it? The Patriotic Day or Military Day helmets that, you know, a lot of teams wear that kind of stuff across the country, but I, the, our, our staff really got that one right. And, and it's, it's, it's sharp. I can't wait. to. I've wore this hat like three times already. <laughs> I'm more of a visor guy, but this hat just fits me good, man. So I, I highly recommend going to get the hat, and I hope that they still have some left because I'm supposed to go buy Chad one, and I completely forgot until we started talking about it right now. <laughs> so, um, Chad, if you're listening, uh, I'm going on Monday. What is it? Is that a 47 brand hat? I think so, yeah. I believe so, yeah. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Yeah, I like, I'm a new, I like the new era hats or the uh, – I like anything with a stretch band, really, but the new era hats I've always uh, is pretty much what I wear almost exclusively. My one of my Southern Miss hats is not one of those, but the uh, forty seven brand hats are pretty sharp too. So good times. Yeah, I think that. they still got. Uh, I think you can still buy the tickets too. I believe uh, for military, like if you if you want to get the like, like the, uh, the, I want to say it's ten bucks or something, they get an upper deck seat. And I think the school will match. Right. I think, I think they'll Up to match twenty five hundred or somewhere around there. Yeah, which is excellent. So right. maybe some of those guys, I don't know if the, if the, if the, uh, guardsmen from Alaska are still on base, but if they are, maybe they can come out and check out a game yeah. and hopefully it won't be the kind of weather that reminds them of home. <laughs> right. I mean, they'll, they'll have the, they'll be doing the dozier. They'll have their shirts off. <laughs> right. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Well, this is going to be a, you know, this is a game, like, like I said, I think uh what UAB's won the, the past three meetings and last and like year eight out of the last nine or something. I mean, yeah, it's something crazy. ridiculous. It makes zero sense. I mean I know a lot of that we were down a little bit, but even when we're good, it's it's the exact opposite of us in Louisiana Tech. And tech broke that streak this year. So hopefully we can keep it going versus UAB because it doesn't make any sense. Even even the UA people that kind of like to poke fun at us because we hadn't been beating them, even they have to admit this just doesn't make sense, right? It really doesn't. Um, if you beat somebody that many times in a row, especially somebody that's, you know, in our eyes, we're probably a little better. In their eyes, they're a little bit better. But, uh, you know, worst case scenario, we're even. And for one thing to dominate, uh, it just doesn't make sense. So I think they got something coming for them this, uh, this weekend at the Rock. And if you recall two years ago when they beat us, um, I think their first year back with, with the football team, um, now they did have an influx of upperclassmen 
you know, scholarships that came out there. So they lost a good bit of that. But I, I don't know if you remember this, but they were coming off a loss to Charlotte. And at the time, it was kind of like, oh, losing to Charlotte? You thought, oh, well, they're, we're going to come down here and they're gonna, we're going to roll. And then they get in here and, you know, we started out strong and then they managed to get back into the game and come away with the victory. Well, this year it's not Charlotte, but they lost this past week to Tennessee 30 to seven. Um, I'm not so sure that the game was even that close. They, they pretty much were, I believe their quarterback, Tyler Johnston, who's, who's their leading passer on the year had four interceptions. He got a little banged up. I don't know what his status is for this weekend. On the year, you know, he's got uh, 1,899 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. So, you know, he's had kind of a Jekyll and Hyde type of season so far. He may, he may go out there and throw three or four touchdowns. He may go out there and throw three or four interceptions. So not really sure what their quarterback situation is going to be this weekend. Also, a guy that I believe lit us up last year was uh, Spencer Brown, their running back. And he has been out uh, for, for the majority of the season. He was a game-time decision this past week but did not play. So not sure about his status as well. That being said, you look at this Blazer schedule. And they've had a solid year. They don't seem like the team that they were last year. The first game of the year, they defeated Alabama State 24 to 19. And you're watching that. That was a game they could have almost lost. Uh, then they come back, beat Akron, beat South Alabama. They fall to Western Kentucky. They beat Rice. They beat UTSA. They beat ODU and then fall to Tennessee. So it hasn't been the most stout schedule, but, um, you know, they're definitely game and, and I fully expect a battle this weekend. Well, I mean, the anytime your quarterback throws what four picks, four or five picks. I mean, we we found that out against Louisiana Tech too, but um, that doesn't help you out. But but looking at these overall conference USA uh, statistics as far as how the teams rank within the conference, I guess the biggest storyline, um, you know, Southern Miss total offense in the in the leagues is third, um, pass offense number one, uh, UAB total defense number one, pass defense number one. So you got the best pass offense in the country, in the uh, conference. It's with Southern Miss going up against the best pass defense, and to go along with it, the uh, the best total defense. So and the best rushing defense. So UAB has a really good defense uh, as far as the numbers within the conference. I mean, when you're leading leading the conference in rushing defense, rushing, I mean, uh, passing defense and total defense, uh, you're pretty good. <laughs> so. Um, I don't know where a lot of that defense was this week, even though uh, the stats uh, the, the stats really didn't, don't show that the defense gave up a lot. And I guess you don't if there's a short field for the other team after throwing interceptions every time. So, uh, you know, take that however you will. But but still, I mean, at this point in the season, this is half. Is this halfway? Is this over halfway? A little bit over halfway. It's over halfway, yeah. So if you're over halfway through the through the conference season and the season as a whole, and you're leading everything in every kind of category you can defensively, then that's something we're going to have to contend with for sure. And definitely, you know, they're stout, you, you know, they're a stout team, but they still have to play Louisiana Tech. You know, they still have to play North us. Texas. You sure. still got to play us. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, three of the stronger teams in the in the Western Division they haven't even played yet. So. so but they're kind of like the the 49ers of Conference USA. Well, the 49ers haven't lost. <laughs> oh, but you know, I mean, <laughs> soft schedule with a, with a heavy schedule at the end, and 
But, you know, they're in good shape, and they're probably hungry after last week. I mean, if nobody needs any help getting up for this game, I wouldn't think. Fan-wise, no. player-wise, coach-wise, surely. I don't think Hop has to get in there and give one of his just crazy, uh, you know, win one for the Gipper speeches or whatever. This is this is a UAB game. It's normally blackout, whatever. This time it's the, it's the camo game. Doesn't really matter. We've lost a whole bunch in a row, and um, – and it pisses everybody off. <laughs> we got to have it to stay in the race. So the stakes couldn't be higher. And, um, you know, hopefully they're coming in limping. But if I was playing us this week after beating us so many times in a row, I'd feel pretty good about it. Right? Sure. So, you know, here it is. Uh, this, this last week and a half, um, hopefully Hop and the guys have prepared our players as much as they can. Hopefully Jack's, uh, you know, over the pick bug. And, um and our defense finally found their way, right? So if you want us to try to spin it positively, our offense has carried us this enti- the entire year. The defense carried us for one game. And maybe this is the time we finally put it together. We still haven't played a complete game yet offensively and defensively. So, uh, you know, maybe this will be one step closer to uh, to figuring out, you know, how good this Golden Eagle team is going to be this year. And I'm excited that the team got a buy. I'm excited they got a chance to heal up. You know, we – we had it was kind of needed, you know, before these last four, these crucial final four games of the season. It's nice to get a rest, get some of these guys healed up. Does everybody get two buys this year? Or is that was it just a weird thing with us? I think it, well, it depends on how it falls. I mean, you know, some teams might have taken there by the first week. You know, I, I believe the way that it fell is most teams get two buys. Um, okay, just depending on how the schedule goes now. Whether or not they took it the first week or the very last week of the season is another story. But, yeah, I believe for the most part everybody has two buys this year. Just how the schedule ended up falling. Mm-hmm. So we'll take it. I, yeah, have, I guess, I wish, yeah. I That's mean, why you get that first game in August, I guess. Yeah, and it, it was boring, but, I mean, I'd much rather, you know, be, have a chance to heal up. You know, How long has it year. been since we did a tailgate? It's been quite a minute. I mean, <laughs> was it was a month it, ago? The, it was the middle of... Yeah, it was the middle of October. Yeah, for homecoming. So, okay, well, I'll be ready. Yeah, well, hopefully we can come out here and have a good time. And it's, I believe, this is our what our second time on the NFL Network, mm-hmm. and we have one more game on the NFL Network. So, and a uh, good friend Shane Lott's going to be in town. Shane Lott is going to be in town. That's right. His wife Catherine. It'll be good to see Shane. Some of you follow Shane on Twitter. He's uh, F5, SMTTT, something like that. Tweets He's all right. Good. He's all right. A lot of good Golden Eagle stuff <laughs> on there. <laughs> but no, man, looking forward to seeing those guys. I hadn't seen them in a while. I hope everybody comes by the uh, by the tailgate. Um, should be a good time. It's going to be an early time. I'm thinking, I don't know, 10 o'clock, 930, 10 o'clock. Which means we'll probably be a good two hours after John Adam Hackney. <laughs> well, but Eagle yeah. Walk's gonna be at what, eleven thirty? Um, no. Twelve thirty. Ah, two thirty game, right? Two thirty game, that is correct. So twelve thirty yeah. Eagle Walk. Perfect. Unless you're trying to mess me with with this hour thing that happened last night. Yeah, I still haven't figured that out. But I think it's gonna be a good thing because I have to get up early tomorrow and it's gonna probably even out to be the time I usually get up. So yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Freaking Ben Franklin. <laughs> well, you look at the conference standings right now, and it unless Louisiana Tech just absolutely tanks, we're, we're going to have to win out to have a shot to win the, the conference title. Mm-hmm. 
Tech's got a tough row uh, to hoe ahead. On let's look at the east side. So east side, you've got Marshall at four and one. You've got FAU at four and one. Western Kentucky at four and two. We still play what we still play FAU. So you know, it comes down to that game. Let's say it's come down to you know us getting a shot to host in that game. We we could control our destiny if if Tech somehow drops right to the rest of the year. So that FAU game should be a crucial game. We're not playing Marshall, so. Let's say us and Marshall both had one loss. I'm not sure what the tiebreaker would be to host because, um, you know, you would have to go, I guess. Um, I don't know. How would you do that? Maybe, uh, the, the highest ranked team both of you have played. I don't, I don't think that, I don't know. Well, and, and to be fair, we still have four games to sort this out. They still have, you know, they still have a tough schedule ahead. They've, they've got Louisiana Tech coming up, um, after, you know, week after next. They've got Charlotte, who's, who's been very solid this year. And then they close out the season with Florida International, who also could be a tough test for them. Unless so, you can run the ball. Unless you can run the ball. Did you see the, the Middle Tennessee stats versus FIU, I think two weeks ago? I did. Middle Tennessee ran for like 478. Ran. Not total off, ran the ball up, for 470-something yards. Put up 50 yards. And that's not our strong suit, but, hey, you never know. They put up put up 50 points on on a FIU. Let's see. Let's look at the – wait. The fighting butcher. Yeah, 471. Mm-hmm. 471. They averaged 8.6 yards a carry. <laughs> How does the other team ever get the ball? That's Full time like, of possession in that. Do you have that, Andy? That's like Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl stats. Yes, it's impossible. Uh, let's see. Time of possession must have been, uh, I mean, I don't know, no. 80%? Is it possible? No. no. Time of possession in that game, Middle Tennessee State versus Charlotte. Middle Tennessee State with a time of possession of 2105, Charlotte with a time of possession of 3855. That's Middle Tennessee Charlotte. We're talking about F- Middle Tennessee FIU. Oh, dang it! I clicked the wrong one. It's okay, but still, man. It, it, either way you slice it, I mean, if, if team can can run that much, and I don't even think it's much to do with Middle Tennessee. Yeah, there we go. To do uh, with FIU just just being horrible with that. Now I'm intrigued. Let me pull. This Which up. is neither here nor there for this weekend, but um, you know, just okay. kind of something to look forward. Okay, Middle Ten, uh, 32-38, uh, FIU twenty-seven twenty-two on the top That's, position. Wow. So they they had a nod. Yeah, four hundred seventy-one like, yards. Uh, they have five or six like seventy-yard runs or something. Well, okay, passing yards for middle for middle ten twenty-five. So they had twenty-five yards through the air, four hundred and seventy-one on the ground. <laughs> Bo Jackson Tech Mobile stats, like Newt Rockney stats. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you had that handy, but um, well, just just very weird, especially for a for for a you know. A team like FIU that is coached by Butch Davis. I mean, you would think that old school, you know, that's what they would take care of first. But that's, I guess, that's what goes on on that side of the league over there. We don't ever get to see them, right? It's so weird. Like, not only are they in a different side of the conference, they're, just, they're almost like a different side of the world. We don't ever get to see those guys play. We never play them. No, we so only get weird. to play them at our worst. Sure, <laughs> I know. Um, a couple of other games to keep an eye on this this weekend. Games of interest, even though it doesn't have a, you know, doesn't really 
play into the the conference race. Western Kentucky is at Arkansas. We play Western Kentucky um, in another two weeks. So we'll be interested to see how they play because Arkansas has been horrible this year. Yes. And then the other the the main game of interest is going to be at three o'clock. Ours is at two thirty. North Texas at Louisiana Tech. We just just all the energy uh, to the North Texas Mean Green right now. <laughs> what time? What time is that game? Three o'clock. Oh. So ours is at two thirty. So we'll yeah. we'll probably uh you know hopefully we won't go to overtime and we can figure out that that game after ours, but. That's definitely one that they go. That's one of those they'll, they'll throw up on the jumbotron, and if, if uh, North Texas is winning or, or something like that, it'll be this crazy applause for people that know, like in the middle of nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is going to be looking around and saying, "What wait, wait, is the game back going?" No, but North so, Texas just scored again. So yeah, North Texas and Tech this week. So next week, Tech plays Marshall at Marshall. And we play uh, UTSA, a game that you think we'd be a pretty heavy, heavy favorite in. Mm-hmm. Um, then the following week after that, we host Western Kentucky, and Tech plays at UAB. So mm-hmm. you've got three that's games. That's three in a row right there. there. That's that's a gauntlet, kind of like the, the gauntlet we had to start off the year with non-conference. That's, that's you know, three of the toughest teams that you can play in a row. And we've mean, How many of those are at Louisiana Tech? Uh, one of them, the the game this weekend against mm. North Texas, and we well, that we've makes got, this weekend so much more important. Do go ahead and get this this win. And we've got and we've got UAB and we've got Western Kentucky as well, and then we finish out the season at FAU. So we've got three pretty solid opponents as well. You know that Tech got theirs three in a row. Their final game they play UTSA, but um, they they they've got the gauntlet these next three weeks. Hmm. So hopefully we can hang strong. Interesting. And, and run the table, and hopefully they can slip up at least twice. Well, one thing's for sure: you got to win this week. Absolutely, most definitely. It would be great if we could have a two for one, and have North Texas win. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, we'll slice it. We'll like, we'll, yeah, I mean, we've got to take care of UAB and uh, and see where the rest of it goes. But yeah, I mean, and you know, I don't know if, if I would want to have it any other way. You talked about having to win, or maybe you would have to win out. I kind of hope we have to win out. I hope we do, which means our record will be better, which means that, uh, you know, whatever you think about this conference, we can at least have a – be able to say, well, we at least we dominated it. And uh, and then more than likely if we went out, you know, we, we – I don't know. I don't want to say more than likely, but if we do win out, we have the best chance of winning our side of the division. So hopefully if that happens, we host. But none of it happens if we lose this weekend. No, not at all. Now – not to get ahead of ourselves, because you know we win this week, we'll be bowl eligible. You know, mm. two weeks in a row, kind you know, of, kind got, of bowl got eligible. Six last year. I, I think that actually will fall to where it's. I, I think they're going to have to take some six win teams this year. But so that being said, New Orleans Bowl, the entertainment that will be going on, I believe, the night before the kickoff to the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. This year, the entertainment will be the B-52s with special guest Berlin. So, um, do you think Jay Ladner will be at that one? I think Jay, yeah, I think Jay Ladner will. <laughs> he I loves was, it. Loves his '80s rock. If uh, maybe Jay Hop would show up if it was Meatloaf, but he would for sure. It's the B-52. So, <laughs> well, let's talk rock, a little rock lobster. Rock lobster. 
Let's talk a little Southern Miss basketball. The Golden Eagles had an exhibition game this past week taking on Mississippi College. That was on Tuesday, October the 29th. The Golden Eagles coming away with a 73-68 to victory. It was a game that the Golden Eagles were up, had a double-digit lead at the half, and then uh, Mississippi College got white hot, going 15 for 16 to close out the game. I was there. Well, I made it to the second half of that game. And, um, hmm, what are my takeaways from that game? My takeaways are, uh, number one, the crowd was pretty good, especially for an exhibition. And it was raining outside. The crowd was good, better than it has been. Which isn't saying a whole lot, but, uh, boy, hmm. The biggest thing that I would take away, we have a ton of players. We have players, like, I don't know how we have so many players on, on the bench. Um, Ladner is a hard ass, and but the player, but they, but they like, I think they like playing for him, right? You can, you can tell he demands a lot, but um, but he, but he gets a lot out of him. Super intense, um, which translates. Our, our defense is super intense, even though those guys made a lot of shots right there at the end. I mean that that'll happen from time to time. Uh, a lot of new faces. I'm gonna need a roster for a little while. To try to exactly figure out who my, you know, my, my guy the last four years has been Cortez Edwards. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to latch on to yet. Um, our, our, our point guards are, are, have some big shoes to fill, right? Tyree Griffin was one of the best that we've had ever, maybe. I only got to see him for two years, but, um, but spark plug that kind of made it all go. So I think that we need to, you know, go ahead and figure out who's going to be the point. And um, whether it's Malone or Gabe or whoever, uh, but they're gonna have to step it up a little bit. And um, and you know, but, but I do think that our defense will will probably keep us in a lot of games this year. And if Ladavius Drain gets hot, he's the best shooter in the league, one of the best shooters in the country. So, do we have a point guard that's gonna be able to create that that space for him and get him an open look? I don't know yet. But um, but I think there's a lot of buzz around. Around the program. Oh, and the I don't know. Well, this real doesn't really go with the with the plays or with the players or how we're playing. But we got beer now at our at Reed Green. They had they had little satellite uh, concession stands set up all the way around, so that was cool. Hot dogs are two dollars again. Hallelujah! So lots of good things going on at Reed Green. So the starting lineup: you had Tyler Stevenson at Ford, Leonard Harper Baker at Ford, Gabe Watson. Uh, Jay Malone and Ladavius Drain at guard. Leading scorer was Jay Malone with 14. Your leading rebounder off the bench, Boban, Jack Domi, uh, with nine rebounds on the night. Also had seven points. So, I mean, he was, uh, he was getting pretty close there to a double double. Um, it looks like Boban and Artur Kunsuk. I can't even know if I said that right. Artur from what, Estonia, uh, Three for three on the night. Both those guys were twenty minutes off the bench. So it seems like you got you had about a nine man rotation the other night with seven getting significant play. So, hey, do you have the uh, you have all the stats right there in front of you? I do. How many free throws did we hit? We hit eighty four percent of our free throws, twenty one of twenty five. That'll win you a lot of games right there. And and then that, that does that doesn't have anything to do with competition at all, but that has to do with with probably hard work, practice, and just not getting up there and just knocking them down. Not being afraid of the situation. So, and that was the very first game in his exhibition. Still, 84% from the line. For a team that plays like we do, that gets up and down the floor, is probably going to get to the line a lot. That's huge, man. That's like, uh, that's kind of, you know, you Stacey made a career out of it. 
Well, that's pretty much what was the difference in the game because we only shot 44% from the field, mm-hmm. uh, 24, 44, 33% from the, you know, from three. Um, you know, they were 51% from the field. They were 28% from three, 88% shoot at, at the free throw line, but that way they were only eight for nine. Right. So the free throws were pretty much the diff- the difference in the game. If you really wanted to, you know, break it down, 21 free throw, 21 free throws made versus eight, you know, you win by what, six? Mm-hmm. So, and a little stiffer test coming up this week. Uh, we'll have, I, th- I think, a little stiffer test. It, it, kind of going up in, uh, at least, for, I guess, Mississippi College is what you consider Division Three. I guess uh, Delta State on Tuesday, I think, is you would consider them Division Two. So step step up in class. You know, perhaps, but I mean, Mississippi College usually has a pretty solid basketball team. I wouldn't. They're the coolest looking gym. Ever from the yeah, United it's, States. <laughs> it's a doll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really neat. So th- this Tuesday night, the first regular season home game for the Golden Eagles, taking on the Delta State Statesmen or Fight No Career or whatever. Land Sharks. I don't know what they're called now. Um, that's this <laughs> Tuesday, November 5th, 7 p.m. at Reed Green Coliseum. Get your tickets now. My season tickets came in. So back, back on board with the season oh, tickets. Oh, you got them. I got them. Got my season I tickets. I didn't think I didn't realize you had pulled the trigger. Are you oh, sitting yeah. next to me, or did I just lose my privileges there? Uh, I, I, well, they're seat, seated right in front of you, so we'll see how oh. the crowd goes. There you go. Then this Saturday, November the 9th at 7 p.m., uh, the Golden Eagles will be at South Alabama. So if you get done with the game against UAB, want to hit the road, head down to Mobizi and make the basketball game, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rush, but you might be able to make it happen. Boy, zero chance my wife lets me get away with that. <laughs> You're gonna be by the time we take down, it'll probably be 7 p.m. So. True, very true, very true. Uh, then the next week, the the Golden Eagles are at North Florida. Then the battle for Atlantis, you know, pretty much closing out the month. Then back home at on November 24th. That's a Sunday at 2 p.m. Taking on William Carey. So. If you don't catch the Golden Eagles now, you're going to have 19 days before you can catch them at home again. So come out Tuesday night to Reed Green. That's also going to be on Conference USA TV if you know what that is. And uh, you can you can check out the game if you can't make it out to the Coliseum. So this is kind of getting – you know, I was on the coast last weekend. I was – it was – you know, going to the sports book, it was like the only day where you could have football, basketball – you had the World Series and you had hockey all going mm. on at the same time, but we're this is kind of like that, you know, for the at least for the fall with with Southern Miss athletics, you're getting into back, the the time where football and basketball overlap. So uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about uh, for the mm-hmm. next month or so in, in regards to Southern Miss athletics. One thing I'm looking forward to is seeing that uh that turf start to go down over at the peak. Yeah, I saw where they. Posted some picks. It's com- it yeah, it's completely dirt right the- now. Unless something happened today. Last picks I saw was completely dirt. I guess they they leveled it out and they're getting ready to lay that turf. I guess that's the next thing to do. You just go and you put the foundation down and then lay the turf. So it's gonna be cool. I was wondering if they're gonna have a, a cool eagle head or some kind of feature. But um, I was talking. Who was I talking to? I think I was talking to Jeff Mitchell. I think it's going to be like exactly the same. Everything, no, it's going to look just like it did before, except it's just going to be turf. So like the little uh, apron around what would be the dirt area at home plate uh, will look the same with the with the USM right there. And uh, I think every it's the only thing that's going to change is there's going to be no natural surface anywhere. Not even the mound. 
The mound's going to be turf. The entire thing, no dirt, no grass anywhere, straight turf. Well, maybe that'll lead to less rainouts and the field will be Definitely. playable. Probably less errors. I mean, less everything. I mean, you know, it's cool, man. I love playing on that stuff. It's great. On, on the one hand, I like smelling the grass. I like seeing the dirty uniforms. I, I, I like all that, and I get it. Um, but this is – after the last few years we've had with the rain, man, it's it's just kind of a must. And um, and I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know how they got the funding for it, but I'm glad they did. And I can't wait to see it uh, in action. One more thing back to basketball that I meant to bring up. Talk to us a little bit about the Hardwood Club. Oh, yeah, Hardwood Club. So I um, was wondering about it. And so I texted our good buddy uh, Jeremy Tekulve. Not really sure how you say his last name, but the bullfrog. Bullfrog. The bullfrog. Everybody knows the bullfrog. So, uh, and, and he sent me something. He sent me a little form, and I guess we can put this out somehow. They're trying to get it up on social. I mean, on the on the uh, website right now, it's not available. I don't know where he got it from. Maybe he just took a picture of it. But for a single team member, and, and you know, all the money for the hardwood club goes straight to basketball. Um, nowhere else. Nowhere. No stops in between. Okay. So every money that you, every everything that you give goes straight to the basketball team. But a single team member. Um, 150 bucks. Uh, if you're a couple, they call it the sixth man. It's 300 bucks. Family is a starting five, five hundred dollars. All conference at a thousand dollars. All American, twenty five hundred. Superstar, five thousand. MVP, ten thousand. Hall of Famer, twenty five thousand. So, I'm gonna be down there in that 150 dollar range. <laughs> but um, but it's something to get behind, and and I think that you'll uh. Before when we've done this, I hadn't been a member of this thing since um, since Tyndall left, um, or maybe like one year after, and then I dropped out. But uh, you always get you know you got to go like kind of meet the coach before a few games, and they'd have some, I guess quote unquote tailgate situations going on before the game if you wanted to go in there hobnob a little bit. So that's a perk of it. But the biggest perk is just helping the team out. And these season tickets are so cheap that you might as well just go ahead and do this too. You're still coming out ahead. So anyway, just wanted to pass that along. And, and, uh, if you want to get in on the ground floor right there, it's a uh, 150 bucks. So can't beat it. Let's touch on volleyball real quick. This has not been the best season for our volleyball gals, but one in particular, Madison Lawler hit a huge milestone today. A thousand career digs. She's only a junior. In today's game against UTEP, so congratulations to Madison on reaching the 1,000 career digs mark for the Lady Eagles. All right, let's shut it down. Got to give our shout outs. Hey, you guys follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Shout outs. Shout out, of course, to the Fourth Street Bar here in Hattiesburg. Shout out to CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com. Shout outs to Brian Renfro, Susan Bailey. The men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. The men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Kevin Rogers. We also want to send our condolences to the Miller family. Longtime Golden Eagle fan Steve Miller passed away this week. It's You may have heard his daughter Molly Miller on the show a couple of times in the past. So thoughts, uh, love, positivity to the Miller family. Um, Steve, we, we hung out with Steve Summit at his tailgate uh, a couple of times. So, yeah, um, great, great, great Golden Eagles. Definitely shout out to the Miller family. Jason, do you have any shout outs? Um, uh, the shout outs are to everybody that's coming out to the Rock this week, specifically our good buddy, uh, Shane Lott and his beautiful wife, Catherine. Catherine. 
Um, and you know, also like if you guys ever want to, uh, if there's anybody in particular that you'd like to hear interviewed and you might have an in or anything like that, if you want to just shoot us that info over here and we'll do the prep work and we'll, and we'll, uh, interview them up. So just send that stuff on over. Also Matt golf, Matt golf's supposed to be in the house what? this weekend. No so way. you know, the band's getting back together. Holy Moses. <laughs> definitely not making the, the South Alabama game now. You guys look for To The Top Talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe, give us a rating and review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. Join us this Saturday at The Rock. Kickoff is at 2.30 p.m. The festivities begin long before that. We're going to go out and kick some blazer ass on the NFL Network. Be there. Be loud. Be proud. Wear your black. Wear your gold. Wear your camel. We don't care. Just show up. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Let's have a blast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.